Hobby Addict の時間です It's time for Hobby Addict And now here are your anime addicts Guys, welcome to episode 232 of Hobby Addicts. And I am here. I am Mitsugi, and I'm joined by the other M, the other M's. We have the blue M and M. Her name is Mandy. Ooh, why am I blue? I don't know, cause it's a fun color. Uh, <laughs> Can I be green? Green's my favorite. The color. green M and M, Mandy. I mean, isn't green the token lady M and M? I think so, actually. Yeah, yeah. I think so. so. Yeah. That makes more sense then. <laughs> M is like the dopey guy who plays the saxophone. What? Okay. All right. Well, how are you, Mandy? I'm doing all right. I um, have some stomach issues, but I'm here and still excited to talk about hobbies and anime and stuff. All right. Sounds good. And Mason, what color m M&M would you like to be? Um, I don't know. I'm probably right in between red and yellow. I'll take yellow if you want to take red. Okay. So uh, have, yeah, so yellow, have, yellow's pretty cool. So I have like yell at you all the time and make you feel bad? Yeah, yeah. Got it. I oh. like it. <laughs> well, and, and how are you? Uh, I'm doing excellent. The The weather got a little bit colder, but I just got a new pair of running shoes, so I'm excited to go out regardless. Yeah, it's been a little colder here and kind of rainy today, but hey, guys, we have a good episode of Hobby Addicts here for you. I'm going to talk a little more about Bly Manor, that TV show, um, and a... Kind of preview a new game I bought, but I haven't really played it yet, so I'm just going to kind of mention it and talk about like the trailer and stuff, and I'm really excited. And Mandy has been watching Hill House, which I assume might be in prep for Bly Manor. I'm unsure, but Hill House is really great. And then Battle Chef Brigade Deluxe on the Switch, <laughs> which is which sounds like a lot of fun because cooking games and I, I remember I like mm-hmm. I used to like Cooking Mama. So, <laughs> um, and then Mason's going to talk about Never Song. And the trial of the Chicago Seven, and, and I think we should start with Mason because Mason, you you had never song on your list last week, so why don't we pick right up with that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I'll sh- just really quick talk about the trial of the Chicago Seven. It's just a movie that recently came out on Netflix. It, it's not a Netflix movie. It was originally supposed to be in theaters, mm-hmm, but with yeah. COVID and everything, it kind of got pushed, and Netflix got the deal. Uh, and it's really good. It's really really good. It's done by Aaron Sorkin. Is the guy who wrote and directed like Moneyball and The Social Network wow. and um, through the A Few Good Men. So oh, wow. this is a kind of docudrama. It's about the 1968 riots that happened in Chicago, which was interesting considering I watched this movie with my parents who were kids in Chicago when this was going on. So they like kind of remember what was going on uh but nonetheless it has a ton of really good actors in it and it's really well written and it's yes a typical boring courtroom tale but (laughs) it was really well done and i highly recommend it and you should check it out some of those courtroom some of those courtroom stories though they're really interesting because they kind of like i don't know bring the they help tell the they help tell the story, I guess. Yeah. You know, so oh, I was speak, I was so. like engaged the whole time. It was like two hours long, and it was well paced and funny and witty and just 
some characters you're like, wow, those those are almost cartoonishly bad or good until you realize, uh, no, this is based on true events. And yes, part of it's probably played up for the movie, but all this happened and that kind of makes a lot of it interesting. And considering the time that it came out in this election season, in this pandemic, in this age of cultural and political upheaval, I would say it is kind of upsetting that events that happened decades ago are still so prevalent today. So it definitely came out at a very fitting time for the subject matter. And um, considering they started this film in 2019, uh, they they definitely kind of not lucked out with the time that they released it, but definitely are aided by the current climate. So uh, yeah, check it out if you have Netflix. I don't know. There's something to be said about like time. And if it's like the, the, the further along we go in time, the faster things seem to move. Like if you think about it, only like a hundred years ago, people were literally like riding around in like horse drawn buggies. <laughs> and now we've got like, you know, fully electric cars and, 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 you know, and then, but like that, but like that, like hundreds and hundreds, hundreds of years ago, like technological advancements and changes in like human uh, civilization like seem to move a lot slower than it does now. So there's certainly an exponential growth in the technological aspect of our world. And I mean, you just look at every phone every year that comes out has infinitely more capability almost than what came before with all the features. So nonetheless, culturally, we've kind of been stagnant and uh, interesting movie, but Anyway, so Never Song is a indie game that came out in May of this year. It's done by uh, developers Atmos Games and Serenity Forge. It's, it was a Kickstarter project that like tripled its goal. Um, it's for all consoles and platforms, but it is recommended that you play with a controller. So if you have a PC or a laptop or something, it doesn't have high requirements to play, but definitely recommend having a controller for that. It takes about three to four hours to beat. So you can definitely do it in one sitting. Oh, wow. um, it follows a character named Pete, P-E-E-T, who kind of wakes up from a coma and discovers that things aren't as they were. All the children in this town have kind of overrun the town because all the adults have just vanished. And this is a like a narrative 2D platformer with a bit of combat. So the strength of this game is definitely the dialogue it is well voiced, it is well written, and it's kind of the most endearing part of the game. There is a narrator that like overlines the big plot points, but they tried to force him into reading into this like poem, like storybook textile where everything has to rhyme. And I don't think the poems are well written, but besides that, the game is well done. Um, this is more of a spoopy game than a spooky <laughs> game. It like has like disturbing concepts of, you know, like these... Uh, later you encounter like adults who are like attacking you with an axe and your kid like that's you know never a pleasant experience um and so it's concepts like that with missing children or this and that which are well done but the art which kind of looks like nightmare before christmas sometimes almost kind of betrays the fact that it's supposed to be scary like the main character of this game kind of looks like a slender man yeah, yeah, at yeah. times and he some moments in the games when it's like dark and he's like jittering about and like kind of you don't know where he's going to come from like he's kind of frightening and other times where he's just like kind of floating up in the sky he looks kind of cartoonish so it it has its hits and misses but for an indie game it i guess it's overall pretty well done um it 
kind of feels like a simple version of Hollow Knight. You kind of just walk around and bop things on the head and combat is tricky in horror games because you want to be kind of weak because you know <laughs> dying should be scary and stuff but your your guy pete just has this baseball bat and he just runs trains so even though people <laughs> attack you that's not like really yeah. the scary part of the game like really you will die maybe once in combat and it's more about just the unease of the concepts in the areas you're walking into so but the baseball bat is really menacing looking i mean it is <laughs> it hits it's, hard it's very, it's very spiky it's got lots of spikes on it so it does it does and the the game took, takes a little while to get used to because the controls are a little loose but your character is very bouncy and springy in how he walks like if you picture a slinky moving on fast forward <laughs> that's kind of how the game looks like constantly and you're always having to backtrack in this game, which makes it seem more tedious than it did. Like, I think without the backtracking, this could be a three to two and a half hour game. So if you're fine with a little bit of that and just kind of want to be in this world for a bit and can ignore the occasional items that get stuck in walls or kind of just general indie issues that might happen, it's a pretty intriguing game um right now the game is 15 dollars, which is i think personally a bit too high for what it offers but it's probably worth it if it drops in price a little bit so overall for it was a nice pleasant sitting um it's called never song and it's worth looking into to see if it catches your eye yeah the art looks very uh almost like how would i put it like the like how light looks when you look at it through through like fog it's almost like it's like it's a, it's a very bright looking game but it also has like sort of a like a le- almost like a filter over it that makes it yeah. feel it makes it feel a little what is the word like ominous or mysterious sort of you know so i don't know he looks pretty cool i like the little guy and and you're right yeah. about yeah, that um mm-hmm. oh sorry go ahead i was just saying you're right about games being scary when you don't have like very many weapons like Silent Hill to like two, like what they give, they give you like a wooden plank for half that game. And it's just like, if I had, if you had like a machine gun, the game wouldn't be scary at all. You just mow everything down, but you're walking around with like a, a freaking fly swatter trying to kill, you know, possessed nurses. So anyway, but I Silent guess. Hill 2, you get Pyramid Head's knife. Not that until, thing did a whole lot of damage. <laughs> not until later. I've I've never found Silent Hill to be all that scary. Oh, that, <laughs> to no. be fair, I don't find anything scary. <laughs> I thought that second game was real fucking scary. Damn. Mandy's uh, playing Resident Evil. Zombie jumps on her. She's like, um, could you not right now? I'm trying to play a game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can you please just go? I'm a little busy here. Else? I was gonna say the developer of that game also did Pinstripe, and it has a very similar art style to it. It's very creepy vibe. I, they have a thing for characters with long legs. <laughs> they like those legs. It's very yeah. like I said, nightmare on, or nightmare before Christmas. I almost said nightmare mm-hmm. on Elm Street. Um, yeah, it's got a cool look and it works most of the time. And yeah, like it. I wanted to like it more, and I think I just got annoyed with the backtracking because, like, there's an example where you have to race a guy across a map, and. You, you race him, and if you lose, you don't just, like, restart. You have to, like, walk all the way back to the start of the race and, like, re-trigger it, which is fine, you know? It's not a hard race. But then the next time, I beat him there, and I think there was a glitch where he just didn't ever arrive. 
So I started walking back to talk to him, and halfway there, he came zipping across the screen. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wait, I got to the finish line, crossed it, came back, and then he's like, Uh, nope, I still won. I was like, oh my goodness. I didn't see you do it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So That's brilliant. I love that. It's It's like a tactic. Big brain time, yeah. So, like, I don't mind it, and it was fun, and it wasn't, like, a slog most of the time, and the best part of the game by far is to unlock new weapons. You get almost, like, Ocarina of Time. You get, like button presses to play like a piano and you play the notes to unlock like the chest or whatever uh and i could just sit there all day and just play piano songs it was it was like had a nice aura and sound to it so i don't know cool all right well i i um i just kept watching blind manor since last week or two weeks ago i guess maybe because it's halloween right pretty much and um i'm almost done with it at this point and this is just not the show I thought it was. So, you know, I recommended it before because Hill House is really good and I had assumptions based on Hill House because Hill House is actually, like, is actually, I mean, it's very much a drama, but it's also a horror show, as Manny's going to tell you here in a few minutes, I think. But, but, um, but I just um, want to know how it relates to Hell House from Final Fantasy. Like, where does that work into the lore? It's not nearly it that scary. It just flies around. It's not that scary. Blind Manor is, I would, unlike Hill House, where, like, it starts with, like, you know, spooky ghosts, like, you know, with, with canes and shit, like, walking through the room when kids are hiding under the bed and stuff. Like, this this show has almost no horror element in it at all. You know, like, the last time I talked about it, it was episode one, and I had just made an assumption that a lot of these shows ramp up slow because they're horror shows, and that's how things go. And But I'm, I'm now on episode seven, so I've seen most of it. And this... This show, it's a stretch to call it horror or suspense at all. And it really, the title is very misleading considering both the father and mother from Hill House are in this, are in Bly Manor. And, and it has a similar title and it's on Netflix. So it's like, it almost like leads you into this perception that, oh, look, it's another haunting show. I watched Hill House. It was kind of spooky. This move, this, this uh, TV show is going to be spooky. It's not. So, if you're gonna, if you're thinking about watching Blind Manor for like the horror elements or suspense or whatever, don't don't even bother. It's there's nothing there's nothing in there that's gonna <laughs> tickle your tickle your Halloween notes at all. So um, it's very much like way more about um, the events that just led to everybody in this situation being like totally fucked up. And so it's a lot of like backstories with like really unfortunate events happening. And but it, but. But it's not really scary. So, you know, it's almost like these people are cursed because of something. Like they raided a, they stole like a coin or something out of a treasure shit, treasure chest on a, on a ship or some shit and they got cursed. It's way more like that. Like just because their events that, that seem to surround these people always seem to be unfortunate. But in the end, like I don't even know why it's called The Haunting. <laughs> it's like barely even haunted. So um, I would not, not going to talk all that much about it. I just, if you're looking for horror, go somewhere else. There's a show on there's a show on Netflix called Evil that's like ranked number five in the U.S. right now, and it looks a little more horror based, like with with possessions and stuff like that. So I'm probably gonna try that out right after Hill right after a Blind Manor's over, uh, hoping for a little more of the uh, you know the Halloween feeling. And um, I bought this game because I've been playing. I've been kind of just trying to stretch my games out here until uh, until Cyberpunk comes out. So I'm platinuming the world of final fantasy which is very a very difficult platinum there's a lot of things you have to do 
very lengthy. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I need another game to play with my girlfriend because we were going to get Pikmin 3. And while we were looking at that, we were looking at on the Switch. And I ran into this game called Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. And I'm very excited to play this game because it's on the Switch and the PS4. So I went ahead and got it on the PS4. And um, aside from the really cool, like, anime cutscenes that it has all through this trailer that I posted on Discord for you guys, by the way, the, the gameplay style is very much, like, side-scrolling, almost like Tomba. If anybody's played Tomba on, like, the PS1 or um, maybe a little bit less direct, uh, it, like, it's almost like a side-scrolling combination. It, it's, like, it's almost like a Mega Man, sort of, but it's, but it's cuter and less... Uh, brutal looking and like you're like this little guy with a sword and you're running around and the and the the animals and the monsters are you know like flowers that shoot fire at you and um you, you'd almost get like a mario feel from it but like the album it, it has the most kids wb anime opening yeah, yeah, yeah. song playing over this trailer oh my God, and i love it, it. <laughs> it totally does but like it's really like he can transform into different animals and they that gives him different powers and there's like a lot of um, like getting new equipment and changing your weapons and changing your outfit and upgrading armor and getting rings and, and, you know, managing your inventory. So like, there's a lot to it. It's very much like an RPG. It's almost like an RPG, um, Super Mario Mega Man type game, you know? So, cause you're like playing side scrolling, um, levels with like big bosses and then while simultaneously transforming into different types of animals to have certain powers and upgrading your equipment. So it seems like really cool. Um, I looked it up online. It's about 15 hours, so it's it's a little expensive for the price tag. On PSN, it's $40, so it's 15 hours for 40 bucks, which, you know, it's pretty steep. You know, that's about, I mean, you know, I guess it's like, it's like just a little over two bucks an hour, I guess, or maybe a little under two hours an hour, but. But it but, looks fun. But it looks fun as, fun as hell, and it's right at my alley, and I'm really pumped to talk about it, and hopefully... I will. I don't think I'm going to get through World of Final Fantasy this week, but I will. Um, I'll, as soon as I can be able to play this, I'll definitely bring it up and talk about it. And it just came out, so it's pretty. It's. I think it's fairly new. Like, um, I'm not sure when the release date is, but uh, it says as of as of April, it hadn't been out, wasn't out yet. So it's fairly new. It's within like the last few months. So that's Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom, and I'll be back to talk about it. But you're right, the theme song. <laughs> it's like it's monster boy he's gonna save the kingdom from evil it's like really yeah the, telling you the plot as it's going on it's so adorable yeah, it's, and it's really got like this really uplifting like is that in this trailer rock. yeah just play the oh, trailer yeah. and you'll mm-hmm. listen okay. to it uh i got a game for you uh because sure. i'm too much of a coward to play it have you ever <laughs> played the one chanbara f- like fighting games like the hack yeah. and slash like devil man knockoff or not no. devil man uh Devil May Cry knockoffs? No. I, th- I think it's One Chambara. It's like one of those, they just re-released like a collection of it like a couple days ago for the PS4 and PC. And I think it's like a compilation of like all these like games that have come out like 15 years ago. And it's like the typical Japanese like girls in like swimsuits and like cowboy outfits <laughs> going around just like with samurai swords, like hacking and slashing up like zombies and stuff. Why is this mm-hmm. the game for me? me uh, t- because i'm too cowardly to review it and so you uh, want it's me what to do people it? want <laughs> i've i've played it how oh, bad man, is like, it i mean he's like, I already, <laughs> man, he's like i got this yeah i played one a long time ago i played it on the wii it, it's an old game old yeah. series 
Uh, it's it's stupid and silly if you like those kind of games. Like it would be like in the same realm as like um, Dead or Alive volleyball kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Right, yeah. That's like the appeal of it. Or what is that one with the? Um, they made a whole bunch of anime series on Bayonetta. It. No, <laughs> Bayonetta. but they have made anime Maddie's series. Like, Get the fuck of out of here with that. No, kind of. they made no, a couple OVAs. The one where you there is a one where you make like food, and the whole point of it is that just the girls are uh, like half naked the whole time, and it was a rhythm game. Oh shit! What oh was God. that? Um, no idea. I know they made an anime off of it, and it was garbage because the series is so silly. I would never <laughs> play stupid. a game like that. I can't remember what it was. I'm gonna figure that out. I'm gonna look it up. I, I had like on a wish list somewhere because I was like, this looks dumb, and I want to play it. <laughs> but I don't think these are Mitsuki. No. Well, all I know is I went to YouTube today and I got like assaulted with like three different reviews for like the new remake of One Chambara and I was like what is this series why is this a thing Uh, and everyone's like yeah it's really good I was like what the heck Mitz loves turn-based RPGs platformers and tactics games but 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 I will but but just before I move on from this monster boy real quick one more quick note for people that have a switch and also to demonstrate what a complete trophy degenerate I am the game right now is on sale on switch you can get it for like $19 so if you want to play it on Switch, it's only like 19 bucks, which is a much better price tag for a game that's like 20 hours or you know ish, 20 hours ish. Um, now of course I pay I paid 40 for it because I wanted to get the trophies. So I'm a total degenerate. But um, if you have a Switch and you want the cheaper price tag, it, it definitely looks like a game that would work very well on the Switch. So um, there, there's unless you're just a sick human being like I am, there's really no reason to not get it on the Switch. So recommend that. Monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom. Looks fun as fuck. All right. Moving on from that, um, I don't have anything else really to uh, to discuss. Uh, so, But Mandy, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on Hill House, um, which, you know, by, uh, all, sure. by all accounts is a, uh, is, um, you know, more or less. Questionably a horror. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's definitely more horror than Bly Manor. I'll tell you that. <laughs> How you can that it right be now. a horror for one who has no fear? What? Yeah. That's that's pretty much me. <laughs> Sorry, I was driving me crazy. I'm trying to find this game. I know it's ah. Uh, I remember you make like sushi and shit. It was so dumb. Well, we With, all like, know samurai the best, swords. <laughs> the best cooking game of all time is Overcooked. Those are amazing. Um. Yeah. I, <laughs> no, it's not. I'm gonna find it though. What was it? Oh, I'll, God, I'll look it up while you go. I'll look it up while you go. I was, I'm just looking up, like, let me try it. Sexy anime Big titty chef. Big titty chef. Steam. Fuck it, I'm just going <laughs> to Google. Games? I'm going to Google big titty chef. Big titty chef. Let's see what comes up. It's probably Video good. game. Senren Kagura. <laughs> that was it. Ah, yes. It's those oh. type of games. Remember, oh I remember they made animes off that, and they were so dumb. <laughs> I think there's, like, a giant series for Senren Kagura. Oh, um, I should not have Googled that. <laughs> we got him, boys. Senran Kagura? No. Big T. No. Big T <laughs> chef. Oh. Are, oh, that is not. No. Mm-mm. Nope. We need to mess with all our back, listeners. Be back like, button, oh, back button. Alexa, look up. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so, so, yeah. <laughs> so, Hill House. I, 
I watched only I've only seen episodes one through four of Haunting of Hill House. I watched it with my mom on Saturday and I did watch the first episode a while ago with my sister. Mm -hmm. But I think at the time we were looking for like something scary or spooky and uh, the first episode did not do it for us. Right, but gotcha. to be fair, my family are, I guess, a bunch of psychopaths because we don't, we're <laughs> not scared of anything. And including my mom, my mom's the same way. We watched four episodes of this and we did not find it like spooky or scary at all. We were kind of like, hmm, everything that's like supposed to be spooky, we're kind of just laughing at. <laughs> And like, like the like, there's a scene with this uh, man, old man ghost floating around with his cane. We're like, he's yeah. just looking for his hat. We're oh like, oh, God. he's just a cute little dapper man ghost. We were, we were, we're a mess. That's, but <laughs> that guy is more. That guy is scarier than anything in Bly Manor by far. Um, he was cute. Oh my God. <laughs> this is this man. He's looking for his hat. We're how, like, just give him back how his do hat. We, how do we find stuff to scare Mandy? I mean, like. Good luck. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, is it possible that horror is just not the genre for you? Like, you're immune to it. No, I actually love horror, but I think it's just because I like the, like, outfits and the creativity behind it. Mm. But, do yeah. Like body I don't, horror and I don't stuff get scary. like that? Yeah, I do. That's why I love Jinji Ito. And that's why I love, like, um, Parasite and stuff. I love body horror. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think uh, my biggest fear are bills, for Bit? sure. That gives me anxiety. Like in the mail. <laughs> Financial like in the mail. debt. Yes. <laughs> the mail is what gives me <laughs> a lot of anxiety and fear. Uh, but I don't know. Nothing else really scares me. But the, um, I will say that Hill House, it gets, it comes together very well towards the end, and it's very much a slow rolling show. But I think that if you're, if like, yeah. if, if like the guy in the hat doesn't scare you at all, then it, you're not going to be scared by it. But, <laughs> but the show, he was cute. I liked him. But the show tries more and more as it goes on, um, for sure. And I would say that like most of the spooky things that are going to happen are like in episodes eight, nine, and ten. And, um, and then the ending was I found very satisfying. So there's nice. an, there's I will, an, yeah. I will say that my mom, my mom and I are both more interested in like the family drama than mm -hmm. like the spooky side of it. Like, did you get to the funeral, the funeral home scene? Yes. Mm -hmm. So I, th I can't remember that well because it's two years ago, but I found the funeral home section like very well made. Like it was a lot of it was in like one cut and there's like all these people like acting and there's like six or seven of them all having this big conversation and. I found that they, I found the acting in the drama of Hill House to be very good. So mm -hmm. it's probably yeah. yeah, it's not that scary probably, but it's definitely. I thought it was a well done show. I guess. Yeah, we're, we've been more interested in like just the family drama because their family's very messed up. So we're always like, and there's a great deal of mystery about it because my mom has a bunch of theories and I have theories and I think my mom is out of her mind with her theories. I'm like, no. She's like, no, there is no ghost. It's all the dad. I'm like, no, stop. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm like, the dad is not like murdering them all. It's making, it's misleading you. But um, yeah, I don't know. We, we're we are having fun with it. Uh, we're, we, we've been like cracking up the whole time. This is like so weird, but like, um, I don't want to, not, not to spoil anything, but there is a part where, um, one of the women is like a, um, one of the sisters is a, um, 
a mortician and yeah. she is embalming a uh, family member and which is like supposed to be like really messed up they're all like no you don't have to do this this is your own like family and she's like no i have to do it myself both my mom and i looked at each other and we we're like that's my sister <laughs> my son is something <laughs> my sister would straight up do she would she'd be like no i'll do it myself i'm like oh god she's a weirdo <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it's fun though um, I would keep watching we, it. We, keep watching it. Oh yeah, we're definitely gonna keep watching it. We're gonna finish that one. I think there's only ten episodes total. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we watched four last night, and we we're having fun watching it. We we're kind of like just making up theories as we went along, and um, it's yeah, good when it doesn't have to rely just on the horror to be engaging. Oh if yeah, enough- for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, but I will say it does get a little confusing because it constantly switches like not only just perspective but times as well and there's like it goes from like the past when they're kids to like uh like shortly like to like um a few years ago then to the present and then it keeps going back and forth so much that we're kind of like uh what time are we at right now yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like before when somebody's married and then after they're like uh divorced and going back and forth and we're like wait okay wait a second how many kids are there again and we're like okay wait a second who's married to who who has kids a whole we're fucking like bunch to- of kids yes there's kids everywhere and um that's the true horror yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> And also, it's weird because the actresses they chose, the mom looks so much like her daughters, which is like to the point where it's weird where we were getting them mixed up. We're like, I was like, oh, no, that's the uh, this one sister. And my mom's like, are you sure? And then we keep watching. We're like, both at the same time, like, oh, that's the mom. (laughs) We're like, oh, this is the past. There are so many moments like that where we're like kind of trying to piece it together because it kind of jumps all over the place but after a while after we finally learned who was who and like how exactly how many kids there were it got easier as it went along but first couple episodes we kept looking at each other like i'm confused who was this <laughs> uh, the mother in hill house is so gorgeous she is i think her name yeah. is her name carla uh Gugino, i think her name is she is she's just so she's so pretty and she's the one that does the narration the narrating in bly so I am in love with Theo. Theo is a very attractive lady and she's a, she's the lesbian. So I was like, I love her. <laughs> yeah. They all but, have really fucked up backstories in that show. <laughs> in that show. Yeah. Um, I will say there will be some twists. You won't give that. You're not, I don't think you'll see coming. So I swear to God, my mom is right. Then it, she's never going to let me live it down. I'm going to be pissed. You have to let us know how you feel about it when you finish it. So Sure. And what about, uh, what we'll is, probably finish it next weekend. What is Battleship Brigade Deluxe? I know I talked about Battleship Brigade in the past, probably. I, actually, I don't know. I've always said that it's like, like it's not the best indie game, but it's definitely one of my favorite indie games that I have ever played. <laughs> but um, Battleship Brigade is a um, like a puzzle kind. Of, oh my gosh, Dungeon Meishi! It's just straight up Dungeon Meishi. All right, I remember that. Is. I remember Dungeon Meishi. <laughs> Yeah, and um, let me see who the developer is real quick because I forgot. But um, they did is bring it Trinket. Who? Trinket Studios. Trinket. It is. It is Trinket Studios. Um, but 
they did bring it out on the Switch. And they brought the deluxe, uh, the deluxe edition because now it has multiplayer and they have like a new character you can play a multiplayer. I have not played the multiplayer yet, but um, I've only played single player, and I got pretty far in it on the on PC on Steam, but I never got to finish it. And then I was like, oh, I'm gonna play it on um, the Switch because it seems like a better Switch game. And I think just a lot of the like little indie games that are like either puzzles or platformers are just better on the Switch. Like I would rather save my PC for big, you know, 3D games <laughs> or like uh, you know, more detailed rendered right. uh mm-hmm. action games than like little um platformers and stuff. But uh yeah, Battleship Brigade, you play as Mina Han in like a fantasy world where uh monsters like the world is overrun by monsters, but then they decide that they put these like this team of soldiers together who go out and hunt monsters and then they cook them into food. And um so you are taking part in kind of like a food wars type of competition where you're a part of this like uh the battle chef brigade where oh um you're at this new school and you're in a competition to see who wins this uh like gets to win to be in the school and so the rounds are set up so that you go out and you hunt down monsters and it's kind of like it's a very simple um like hack and slash kind of style where you go out and you uh, attack them with your knife you can use wind magic you can throw daggers and then uh after you kill a monster they drop ingredients some of them might drop more than one but usually they only drop one ingredient like some of the bigger ones like dragons will drop like three but um, you can only carry so much with you. So then you carry ingredients back and they go back onto your ingredient shelf. And then each of the judges want like a specific type of dish that surrounds like a, a, a um, what's called a taste gem. Because at this point, it becomes like a match three puzzle game where each of them have like a different type of taste gem that they like, either water, fire or earth. And uh, some of them want like a mixture of two or even sometimes all three and then they will give you a specific monster that that they need that needs to be featured in the dish somewhere so um they deduct points off of you if you don't either have a majority of the gem that they like or the monster that they want featured in the dish and then it's exactly like it's exactly like top chef it's like Oh, oh i've never played that no, I mean a TV show. Like it's like, oh, you have to make oh. this dish that has that includes, like, you know, octopus farts, and it's like, oh, how do I put octopus farts and marshmallows <laughs> and like in an, and uh, make a dish with with um, marshmallows, sawdust? Oh, and it has to contain like you know octopus farts, and then it's like somewhere. I've never in this- heard of that. That's well, crazy. so there's two shows. Top Chef is like the Japanese one where they get one secret ingredient and all the dishes have to contain that. And Chopped is the show where they open up a basket and it's got like five completely different things in it that they have to somehow put together into one dish. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They're both great, by the way. Yeah, but when you say like, oh, it has to contain this thing and then like everybody comes up with like a different way to do it. Like that that, that just reminds me of that. Which is cool because Top Chef's a great TV show, so... Um, but yeah, then each of the ingredients have like a different type of gem combination. Some of them have like four, some have two. And then when you put, when you put them into the dish, it drops them down into like a, um, 
sort of just it, like I guess it looks like Candy Crush kind of style, but it gets it's a way more complicated where you, you get different cooking utensils and they all operate the different ways. You can get ingredients that you can bring with you that has specific types of gems. You can get like a cutting board to take out things like bones and poison, which will like taint the dish. And um, there are different kind of ovens that you can use that which will like promote gems to higher level gems or ones that will... Um, like repair fragile gems because there are some fragile ones out there. And if you mix it too much, then then it'll break apart. And um, I think just the coolest thing, though, is that when you're mixing all these ingredients together and you're like moving them around to make matches and you're trying to get, you know, the majority of them to be high level gems are the ones that the that the chef wants and make sure or the uh, judge wants and to make sure that that monster is featured in there. But when you're done with the dish, like depending on what you put in there, it has like a like it creates an actual dish and like has like they each have like their own illustration. And uh, it um, I don't know. It's really cool. Like you'll just start like putting stuff together. Like uh, say I put like wind fruit in mine and then I put like a bunch of meat and stuff in there. Then it comes out with like an illustration of like wind fruit fried rice. And then they all have like a, like its own like little illustration. And the art in it is fantastic. I love the voice acting. There are other mini games in there with like um, like a like an actual puzzle game where you have to make a certain match within so many moves. And uh, you get paid for that. And you also get like paid for hunts sometimes where like they're like go out and collect 12 different ingredients and you get paid for that and you get paid for um, just seeing how many dishes you can make in such a like in a certain amount of time because you're working in like a kitchen at, at a restaurant. And you can make money through those and then buy stuff at the store to like upgrade your equipment and get like specialty books where uh, like. There's a book that says you get bonus points at the end of a round if you have uh, like every part of a monster in your dish. Or like if say if you use the same ingredient five times, you're known as like the ingredient specialist and you get like bonus points for that if you have the book equipped. Stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it's really cool. I absolutely love it. And apparently it was published by Adult Swim Games. So oh, okay. I, I just I love it so much. It's so much fun. <laughs> Uh, it's just so creative and it reminds me so much of Dungeon Meishi, which I also absolutely love because it's just going out and making dragon steaks. <laughs> does Adult Swim games have any connection to the to Cartoon Network? I guess it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Cool. I don't know. Cool. Her design kind of reminds me of Korra a little bit. Like the maid, it like does. Minas. When I first opened it up, like <laughs> like looked it up and like with her pose and like like yeah. the water and like elements that are kind of surrounding her pose, I was like, oh, this is straight out of Avatar. It it looks a lot like it. The artwork is so fantastic. All the characters are wonderful too, and it does have like a story where you sneak away from home to go join this brigade because your mom doesn't want you to. She wants you to stay at the family restaurant. But you're like, no, I want to do something more with my life. So you sneak out and you do this. And then there, there's like like this big um, like monster outbreak where they're all like mutating and like the, like all of their meat is getting poison in them. So you're trying to develop ways to get rid of the poison. And so as you go on, it introduces more and more and more mechanics to the puzzle game and it gets more difficult and uh, trying to do make dishes in like a a very strict time limit because they'll deduct 
they'll slash your points in half if you don't make your dish in the right amount of time. <laughs> so you have to make it in a specific amount of time and give it to the judge to win a competition. You get points. And uh, if you fail, you have to basically just do the whole round over again. But it's a lot of fun. I highly recommend it. It's, it's such a great uh, little indie game. I'm the battle chef. You got to deal with it. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, you know what? We gave a little bit of everything today. Lots of game we talk. We did. Lots of game talk, little movies, some TV shows. And um, and I think that's what the people want. You know, we want some variety. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you know, I, I kind of wonder how many, how many different people have gotten, like, game review, game, uh, like, Good game recommendations from listening to this because I know I. Oh, have, I got so. everybody playing Hades, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you did. You actually did. <laughs> yeah, including me. If it ever comes out on PlayStation, I'll probably get it. But, but again, like I said, by then no one will care. But um, yeah. So yeah, the whole Discord's playing Hades. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, guys, hey, thanks for listening to Hobby Addicts. Thanks for pitching in and, and, and contributing to the podcast. I hope you guys keep enjoying these. We got another podcast to do, so we're gonna. We're going we're gonna to jump out here with about five minutes to spare and then head over there. So we hope you'll enjoy that as well. And until next week, take care and have fun playing your games and watching TV. Bye, guys. Have fun. Bye.